from multiple top secret, highly secure locations across the Northern Hemisphere. This is the international edition of the Spurs Insider Draft Week. I am your host. Maybe I'm not sure because of this time change and a a a quite interesting lack of sleep. I am your host, Mike Finger, along with Jeff McDonald of the San Antonio Express News, Tom Orsborne of the San Antonio Express News, Nick Talbot of the San Antonio Express News, talking Spurs. Draft is coming up. Is everyone there, by the way, out there in the Spurs Insider podcast, or am I hallucinating? It depends on what you mean by there. I mean, do you mean yeah, like I all there? Am I, am I all there? Is that what you're asking me? I don't even know what I'm asking you. We're, that's, that's The answer to that is always no, I'm not all there. We're, we're here stateside, Mike. Okay, good Good to know. Good to know. How, <laughs> how, how are things? Texas, Texas somewhere. How are things back in the United States? About um, how you left bad. it, only worse. <laughs> bad. The answer is bad. Things are bad. Okay. But how about with the with the San Antonio Spurs? Are, are are things looking up now that they are about to select a new player who could be the savior to the whole system? Um, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. Um, you want to, Is that your is that your cue to we should talk about the draft? I think that's what I think that's the cue, Jeff. So hey, I think that's hey. why you got me up uh, uh, five hours uh, into my uh, into my longest rest here in Saitama, Japan. I was told to get up so Jeff could tell us all about draft prospects and who exactly the Spurs were going to take. Okay, we'll get we'll get to that. Before we get to that, before we get to that, I want to uh, know like how's the how's the Tokyo McDonald's? Um, I know this for a fact well i know the saitama mcdonald's because that was a meal a couple of days ago and that's that might have been my largest meal here it's it's i've i've begun this podcast by kind of being in a uh, less than chipper mood uh i realize how fortunate i am to be here and i'm not complaining it, it is a rough experience covering these uh these 2021 tokyo games um, with no fans, with no uh, ability to really, really, we're being tracked by GPS the whole time we're here. All the journalists who are here, uh, not allowed to go anywhere other than the hotel and the venues, which means not a whole lot of restaurants, which means a lot of restrictions on um, only being in buses and approved chartered taxis. So it's just hard to find things to eat, it's hard to sleep. Uh, and, uh, and the other day I did go down and, um, have the kindly, nice, wonderful people at the front desk who speak about three words of English together. We were able to get on the HBO or on the, um, HBO on the McDonald's Japan app on my phone. But the problem is everything is in all the characters are in Japanese. So I had to have them kind of help me fill out the address. But the, there was a there was a McDonald's uh, Japan meal delivered to the to the uh, front desk, which I was able to board. I haven't had McDonald's in years. So my my uh, question then, 
My question for you now, then, is did you supersize your McSushi or not? I don't know if I don't know if uh, uh, I don't even know if, if supersizing was allowed. I barely kind of got through the menu and was able to to get some stuff. But for the most I mean, joking, joking aside, the, it's it's every, all the uh, journalists here are uh, eating a lot of 7-Eleven. That's, that's the God, God's honest truth. And there, there's, there's, there's sushi in the 7-Eleven. That's the only place we're kind of allowed to go. No um, lounge, no lounge with an English muffin and coffee. No. It's, Come it's, on. The, Do they not have a hotel uh, restaurant in the hotel for you to eat at? Or is it? There is, but there's very limited hours. Um, ah, that, that, that hurts. And so you're, if like yesterday, all day, I'm at a uh, fencing and uh, softball. And not really in the, not really in the uh, hotel. So um, the only <laughs> the only options available. Actually, this is kind of amazing. The food options at the venues where they have media concession stands uh, in most of these places, um, there are um, sometimes bento boxes which can be hit and miss, um, and but they have these like peanut butter sandwiches in plastic bags in which the peanut butter is some kind of cream. It's not really our peanut butter, but it's sort of delicious. And it's inside mm. the bread itself. It's, I'm not doing it justice, but so people like here, crustable? those are called uncrustables and I serve them to my eight year old. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've never, uh, I've never seen them before. Oh um, my God. But uh, but people here who would normally be going crazy with their expense accounts, like at steakhouses and what and what have you, and, and being uh, turning up their noses at the, you know the, the the dining the media dining at NBA arenas where they serve like full meals are now like going crazy hoarding these uh, <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches. Like it's totally changed our perspective on on what we're looking for. Um, and there's, you know, there, there will be some sushi at some point. Um, I've had some 7-Eleven sushi already. Everything we've eaten now is pretty much from the 7-Eleven. Do you like Japanese food even? Sure. I'm not a, I'm not a connoisseur. Um, but yeah, I, you know, sushi, that's, that's, that's good stuff. I'm not one of the biggest fans of it, but I'm not against it. And uh, was what what in in the pre-COVID times when I was coming here, I was looking forward to that type mm-hmm. of stuff. It's just uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's changed a lot for everyone. And I am the biggest victim in all of this. I should say mm-hmm. it's not the athletes <laughs> who don't have their their families in the stands. It's not the people of Tokyo who aren't able to be here and who don't want us here. It is it is my finger. My fingers being slightly inconvenienced. I this. agree. Anyway, I, is the food shortage why the team is struggling? Are they having to eat Uncrustables only? Is that why the U.S. basketball team is not performing up to everyone's standards, Mike? Or is it something else? That is, um, I don't know. The the reputation, legacy, um, esteem that Greg Popovich is being held in uh, is facing, I guess we can get into this before the draft since we're on the subject. Um, look, it's not Greg Popovich's fault that Kevin Durant and Zach Levine and two other players missed five sh- open shots on one possession in the final night of that game against France. Um, it's, but 
clearly there's something going on with the pop coached team USA teams. Uh, they underachieved in China a couple of years ago at the, at the FIBA world cup and things haven't been great so far this summer. Um, lost two exhibition games in Vegas against Nigeria and Australia. Um, blew a seven point lead in the closing minutes against France in the opener here in Tokyo. The guys don't seem to be having a, a boatload of fun. And, and what percentage of that is on the coaching? Maybe just 5%, but it's it, maybe it's, maybe it's more than that, but it's, it's at least something. And uh, pops really up against it. Now uh, one more loss and the Americans go home and uh you know, I, I, I don't know what the, what the answer is, but, but the gold is far from assured. The, the next two opponents are not strong though. I, it's well thought that the U S should. Czech Republic is not uh Czech, Czech Republic probably is a, is a higher rated team than Nigeria. Um, they, they, they should, they should beat Iran, but um, you know, it's, 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 you can't take anything for granted with this team these days. Mike, did you, um, did you ask the, uh, quote unquote, surprising question where it was yeah. that you that, yeah, I, I saw the, uh, column in I, USA today made reference to a reporter traveling all the way from San Antonio to, yeah. That, that was falling on the grenade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew, I knew exactly what I was doing. And for our listeners, what question is this for our, for our, are they viewers? Are they listeners? Of course you should have asked him about the first quarter, Mike. You should have asked about the first quarter. That's an inside joke between me and Mike. (laughs) The point. Yes. Thanks for explaining that to everyone out there who can, uh, who can get more of inside jokes on expressnews.com and signing up for the Spurs nation newsletter. If we're still doing that, uh, great coverage, great coverage of, Everything going on 6,000 miles from me back home in San Antonio on expressnews.com. Uh, the question was, I guess to, to go back a little bit, uh, Pop has been insisting for much of the past couple of weeks before I, I joined up with Team USA um, in Vegas. He got into a thing with reporters who were asking about why Team USA was losing games when Team USA used to blow teams out. Pop disputed that notion that Team USA used to blow teams out, um, which was sort of perplexing because Team USA used to blow teams out. <laughs> um, his his thing through this whole process has been trying to get his players to play with appropriate fee- fear and a healthy respect for their opponents. And the reason he's going at this this way is because he wants them to take this seriously. And he bristles at every suggestion that the gold medal is sort of Team USA's birthright. And so um, he's sort of going over the top in talking about how everybody else, all the rest of the world has caught up um, the Americans shouldn't expect to win anything if they don't play their best, blah, blah, blah. Sure. As, as a coaching point, that makes a lot of sense. But the fact is this team does have more talent than everybody else. This team has gone 
since 2004 without losing a single Olympics game. It obviously was. Yeah. Uh, it, it should come as a surprise when Team USA loses to Team France uh, at, at the Olympics. And, and there are advantages that other teams have that Team USA don't, uh, doesn't. Um, Team USA just got thrown together this past couple of weeks. Uh, three guys didn't get there till the day of that game, the guys from the NBA Finals. Um, continuity is a big thing, but previous Team USA's have overcome it. This one is having a really hard time with it. And so I knew with my first in the same room, face-to-face, in-person meeting with Greg Popovich in 18 months or whatever, I knew that this question was one he's not, he wasn't going to like or was going to have an issue with, but I thought it was worth uh, throwing it out there anyway, because I knew it would be, it would provide good quotes. Sometimes you, as Jeff and Tom know, you ask a question, you know, he's going to kind of quibble with because you know, the quotes are going to be good and the quotes were good. I asked if the, the, the fact that the, uh, as, as, as much as, he wanted his team to play with appropriate fear. And as much as he talked about respecting the opponent, was he surprised that uh, the team didn't play better against France? And he was sort of perturbed by that, said, why would I be surprised? Why would anyone be surprised? You know, the, the Team France is a good team. Team USA shouldn't expect to just win. And eh, I'm fine with that. Um, it, it, it was quotable. Everybody used it. USA Today, international papers. Um, and, uh, that's just how that went. Yeah. To, to Bob's credit, this might be the first year the best player at the Olympics is not on the U S team. Like that would, uh, that would outrage, uh, Kevin Durant. It, it would, it would, <laughs> but Luka Doncic said he looks a lot better than Kevin Durant right now. At international at least, basketball. At, at international basketball, certainly. Um, and Durant, Durant needs to be better for them to win. Pop needs to be better, uh, sure. But again, um, they, they shot four for 16 in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and Pop, as, as is his want, was railing about how uh, they need to defend better and that the consistency of the defense oh. is the problem. Sure, that might be true. But don't shoot four for 16 in the fourth quarter. Well, um, don't, don't, go, don't go scoreless in the final three minutes up until – I think there were a couple of garbage points at the in the last second. And Keldon's um, got to get more minutes. Keldon's, Keldon's <laughs> got to get more minutes. On that, totally happy for Keldon. Keldon, a player like Keldon, um, fits in to what to what they need. Um, they need probably more dirty work players like him. But Pop opens himself up for all kinds of criticism, which he's getting nationally. Whenever for the second time in a row, going back to to FIBA and China, um, he picked his own guy over some other um, candidates and they're not winning. If you pick your own guy, which he did with Derek White in China and Keldon Johnson this time, and you win games, who can dispute that? When you pick your own guy and things don't work out well, and in both cases, guys, a lot of people hadn't really heard of Derek White and in 2019 and Keldon Johnson now, it's 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 an interesting situation. He also doesn't have the best player pull, pull to choose from just because of who made the finals, who decided to play from the finals, who decided to play overall. 
I mean, JaVale McGee is on this team. No offense to JaVale McGee, but there aren't a lot of Olympic teams where JaVale McGee should be on the team in past years. I mean, that's just, the roster's not as strong. It's still stronger than everyone else. And everyone, every other country would love to have a JaVale McGee, but the U.S. usually doesn't have players that are role players in the NBA. The, the, the role players, um, I don't think are even the issue. They need, they need um, Kevin Durant to play better, Damian Lillard to play better. Um, I think things will fall in line. Do we want to get into the draft or not? With the, with the, five, with the five minutes we've got left, how do we talk about the draft? <laughs> we absolutely need to get in the draft. And, you know, as Keldon uh, Johnson needs better teammates on the Olympic team, he also needs some better teammates in the draft. Who should they take and why, Jeff or Tom? So I, think, I think the question is, when the Spurs go down to, the, to, to their own version of the 7-Eleven later this week, uh, what, what do they order off the menu is the question. Are you just going to make terrible puns? Or are you actually going to provide some insight to our listeners? Who I, I know you're. I know you've. I know you've been out of um, pocket for a while. There was no pun. But what what oh. pun did it just make? I know you haven't <laughs> been like English has not been your first language for the last few days. But uh-huh. uh, there was no pun involved. Okay. <laughs> do they go anyway, international? I do, think do the main. Think? I think the main question we can discuss is this draft is pretty, pretty heavy uh, at the top on wings and, and guards, which the Spurs have taken in like all of their last five or six drafts. Do you see them going best available at number 12 again, or do they, do they have to sort of look at someone with more size? Or do they have to improved three-point shooting. I mean, they took only... Do you, address it, yeah, do, to, do you address a need or you take the best player available? To me, the three-point shooting, the 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 lack of high-volume three-point shooters is, is the biggest need, in, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I think they can get by with finding whoever they can to back up Jakob. Um, but, yeah, it's it's three-point shooting. They get, they've got to improve in that area. So Tom and, would favor uh, them picking more of a Moses Moody type. Yeah, and you know, Ki- uh, Corey Kispert. Uh, I think that I don't know if he'd he'd fit there. I mean, that'd be kind of a reach, but um, someone that can shoot high volume threes and, and well, those, uh, th- those are the two needs for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, because you lost Lamarcus Aldridge last year and didn't replace him, so you have to yeah. replace him somewhere somehow, yeah. and you have to. Uh, you have to you have to improve your three point shooting somehow, and there and, and but the draft the draft also isn't the only way to add to the team as we all know. There's also mm-hmm. free agency and trades and whatnot. So I I think if you go either of those two routes, I think it makes sense. So like a Moses <laughs> Moody, like you said, or or Corey Kisbert or a um, Jalen Johnson, um, yeah, Chris Duarte, Chris Duarte, someone like that. But there's there's some. Um, There'll be some intriguing big men at that at that at that place too, and it'll be interesting to see which way they go. Yeah, they could. Uh, of course, Texas big man Kai Jones. They've been, you know, I think they've worked him out. Is that correct? They've had definitely that is correct. Yes. And then uh, Jalen Johnson. Everyone wants to give the Spurs an international player, so they keep sticking him with uh, on these mock drafts. So they keep sticking him. I don't know. If, I'm not sure if I'm even saying this correctly, but Alperin Sagan. Is that even close? I think that's close. I think it's good. 
I think uh, a lot of people want to see, you know, have, have putting the spurs on that guy. And of course, the Australian kid, the Josh Giddy or good Josh Giddy um, from the Adelaide 36ers. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have there. He's six, he's only six, eight. So he's not really a big man, but he's like, he, he's like a point. He's like a six, eight point guard, which a lot of people yeah. like. Right. Right. Yeah. He could be the lone Australian on the team next year. Oh that's, no. Ooh. That's a different, that's a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We did, we did have news with uh, DeMar DeRozan this week, too, with maybe wanting to go to a uh, championship contender, too. So that's worth at least throwing out there that, you know, they do have free agency issues with Patty Mills and DeMar. Is that news? I don't think I don't think it's news at all, but it was at least DeMar said it. He was it's, 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 the, the newsworthy part is DeMar putting it out there. I think it's something we all just surmised uh, logically, but him him actually saying it in, in words was probably newsworthy. The, the newsworthy thing is it's been obvious for a long time that, um, DeMar is, uh, that a possibility for DeMar would be to go home. Um, and I guess the, the question is if you are the Spurs, are you interested in just saying, um, go ahead tomorrow to the Lakers and try to fit into their calories salary space and take a big pay cut and uh, kind of go with God. Or do you work with the Lakers? If that's where tomorrow wants to be on a sign and trade in which you could get something back and DeMar could get more money. I, I think you absolutely talk about a sign and trade. You, you least um, entertain it. Listen, mm-hmm. listen to the offer, listen to what might be available who are you targeting on the Los Angeles Lakers roster? I mean, kind of, kind of some of the, just when people are putting together sort of uh, pretend deals, it would be like a Kyle Kuzma and the Lakers pick something like mm-hmm. that. Like I would, I would listen to that. Yeah. You know, I don't think yeah. you're, I, I, I don't think you're getting LeBron or Anthony Davis. <laughs> no, you, probably, you probably end up with like, but uh, I, would, I would listen called World Pope or, and then a draft pick. I would listen to some of the rotation players in a draft pick for sure. And maybe you do it and maybe you don't. Maybe you decide just your space is more important and you just let them tomorrow walk. But I would, I would, I would, I would be, I would, enter, I, there's no reason I wouldn't entertain a discussion at least. I think that would be silly not to. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot depends on who they get in the draft too. And, and what the, for who they'll target with, if you want to do a sign and trade, whether you just got a pick or whatnot. But if you get like a Kyle Kuzma back, you're not as desperate at, power forward say than you would, you would be. Right. So you might want to shoot her back. So, you know, cause they have those two needs. So if you get one from the Lakers and one for the draft, that's, you know, there's a lot of things they can do with this offseason. Everyone knows that they have what $56 million in cap space and a, and a, and a good draft pick. So there's lots of things they can do. So it's very wide open. That's why it's a lot. It's kind of a guessing game for us at this point. Cause it's, it's maybe more wide open than the Spurs have ever been. Cause when's the last time they had this much cap space? Uh, maybe never. It may, maybe never. Not since I've been covering them for the last 143 years, but but possibly never. I mean, they've always been pretty. I mean, when you have Tim, Tony, and Manu for so long, you're pretty you're pretty capped out. So, yeah, this is this might be a record. I'd have to go look that up. The Demar. The reason the Demar situation applies to this pre-draft um, podcast is that, and this kind of goes back to the issue with Kawhi a few years ago it's harder to make trades involving draft picks after the draft. 
Yes. Um, because then the other team has already made the selections for you that the appeal of the draft pick is you get to pick your own guy. Yes. Um, and so like that, that came up the summer with Kawhi when the Clippers were involved and the Clippers had a couple of mid first rounders. Um, once the draft was over, that didn't have as much appeal for the Spurs. And so they were kind of out of the mix once it got to what it was August, whatever, when the DeMar Kawhi trade happened. So, yeah, no, it was July. It was late July, late July, but, but well after, I guess the version of August, uh, the version of this August back then, because it it was, it was after the draft. Um, uh, so I kind of think there's, there's a bit of a sense of urgency to decide on the DeMar, if you want to do the sign and trade with DeMar involving draft picks, like in the next couple of days. Um, I don't know, I, I could be wrong about that, but there, there's, I, I kind of have this sensation that the Spurs might do something before this draft, even if it's not involving DeMar, they, they trade up, trade down, um, with all this flexibility that you guys are talking about the cap space, um, there's probably going to be some maneuvering too. So uh, I, I wouldn't completely rule out the, the idea, and this is not based on any kind of, uh, Woj like connections. Um, but I wouldn't rule out the idea that, that, that your local cagers could be movers and shakers before the draft starts, just because if you want to make a trade, um, even involving a guy like DeMar or whoever, like draft picks could be involved in that. Well, just, just to wrap it up, everything is going to, you know, the dominoes are going to fall pretty fast pretty soon because you got the draft on Thursday and then like immediately turn around and free agency opens on uh, Monday, I believe. And then summer league, summer league, free agency, summer league, like that stuff's going to happen uh, really fast. We're going to have a lot more news, a lot more uh, roster building. I, I would assume you're looking like between now and maybe two, two and a half weeks from now, we know what the team looks like heading into next year. Do you offer uh, the max contract to John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks, who's restricted free agent? On paper, probably, but um, I just feel like Atlanta is going to resign him. Yeah, like they made I, such I a they, they made they made such a run that they need to keep that together. Yeah, and so I would can, agree. I, I think you offer it, but I don't. I think whatever the whoever offers whatever to Collins, the, the, if I'm the Hawks, I match it. I match it within five seconds. There's been a lot the, of posturing that they won't. The small the small thing about offering a restricted free agent is I think they I, I think they have I, I I needed to refresh my rules on restricted free agents, but I think they have. It's 72 hours to match it now, or is it 48? But for whatever whatever time period that the other team the other team has to match it, your money's tied up. Yeah, you're kind of paralyzed. If, yeah, you're paralyzed for two days, three days, whatever it is. It used to be more. I think they've scaled it back. But that's the that's like if you you can't you can't really offer a, a restricted free agent unless you think there's a pretty good chance you're going to land them. The other team's not going to match. You can't just do it just to do it and see what happens. I mean, I mean you can. But if you do that, you're paralyzed for a couple of days and at the height of free agency when everything is, is, is really hot. So that's just one thing to keep in mind, I guess, one little caveat. 
My quick, quick Olympic question. Um, do you, are you able to, if you have the desire to watch anything on your own that you, you know, would just enjoy watching? The, uh, for years, um, we used to say that those who cover college football, um, watched probably the least college football of people on Saturdays because, you know, you, it, the process of getting to the games and things like that. It's kind of the same thing with the Olympics. Um, right. Right. Going around and, and uh, you know, there's no American TV here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of an issue. Um, it's, it's hard to stream because you're not allowed to stream um, American TV from Japan unless you like VPN yeah. it up and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, aside from that, you're at venues and you're not really like I was at softball last night and missed out on the Simone Biles, um, drama, which apparently was quite something. Um, but yeah, basically it's, it's what you're, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's what you're covering that you're seeing yeah. and not a whole lot of everything else. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, it's, it's quite an experience. I think, I think all we have left to cover is, uh, how do you say, keep it real in Japanese? Are you trying to get out of here? You keep trying to wrap it up. Let's, 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 yeah, I, I, I feel bad for you. You need to go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. You sound groggy. Apparently Jeff does not want a podcast this no, week. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't sound like your chipper self. Your chipper, like devil may care. Life is grand. Balloons and unicorn farts and snow cones and lollipop self so i just i just thought you were you were tired okay um i guess you would do 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 you want to do you want to finish do you want to finish this off then you want me to finish? no that that would be a bad idea that'd be a very bad idea no one would ever everyone would leave on such a downer note okay well uh, I forgot how to do this. Just, just, you know, all, all you people out there, just everybody, you know, uh, you know, take care of your, take care of your miserable lives. I think be, be kind. Okay. Be, yeah, and you know, it be kind to each other. Everybody okay. wear your masks. I don't know. You might not be getting this. The CDC is recommending we all wear masks again. Oh, everyone wears masks in Japan. Well, yeah, we we're back in America now. We're supposed okay. to wear masks. Our kids are supposed to wear masks at school. Okay. According to the CDC. Well, well, I feel like, I feel like Tom and, and Jeff are. Did, did Governor Abbott get that memo? <laughs> yeah. Or did he? He did not. He did not. Uh, I mean, we, you know, if you want to, if you want to end on an up note, we can talk about the congressional testimony that was today. And really get into the Imperial politics podcast all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> so. I take then, this over. We're ruining the ending here. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that, in the grand scheme of things, it's impossible to ruin an ending because he's rallying every ending. Every ending There's is just so many bad endings because every, every ending is just the beginning of something else that could be great. Was that, was that silly? Did you just quote closing time? Yes. Every, every new beginning is some other beginnings end. Is that what you're saying? I don't think that's what I was saying at all. I think that's exactly what you said. A great one hit wonder. Oh my God. Semisonic. That's the name of that that uh, amazing band. Let the man finish. He's rallying. I like it. All right, he's rallying. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just saying, there's no ending. There's no true <laughs> ending because every ending is a beginning, and it could be a beginning of something much greater. It probably That's won't true. be. Like it probably <laughs> won't be. Uh, 
things could get much worse. Closing but, time. But the ending could be the beginning of something better. It, it's a possibility, at least. I, I think he's I think he's visited a Buddhist temple or two out there, which is good. Every I like that. And we might as well cling to that. Jeff is about to cost us some royalty fees over here with singing that song. <laughs> Can we please mute Jeff while I finish this up? Semisonic's coming after us. So we might as well cling to the possibility, however remote, that the next beginning could be something better. And in the meantime, we should take care of each other and keep it real. <laughs> you did it. Good peace, job. peace. Peace.